is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Mark. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Foxhole, where we stand our ground and watch for the enemy's next move. Uh, today is November 2nd, 2023, and I have a very special return guest, um, absolute great guest the first time, uh, Dr. LaGuardia. Uh, doctor, you are, uh, you've been practicing, unlike Fauci that grows for money, you've actually practiced medicine for, what, three, four decades now, yeah, and uh, you specialize 30, in- 38 years. 38 years. There you go. Four decades. You specialize in internal medicine, geriatrics, bariatrics. You wrote the Doomsday Book of Medicine, um, the Bible of Alternative Medicine, and Infected Secrets from the Medical Underground. And you have a Substack uh, at Medical Underground on Substack. Uh, yes. So thank you for joining us. And My then as, as the last minute, uh, Mr. Chris Graves is joining us as well, because uh, I think he had some questions for person? you. Nice so, to meet you. Um, same here. All right. So uh, I guess um, I'll, I'll start it off by saying, Doctor, uh, in case people are living under a rock and they don't know who you are, uh, just tell <laughs> us about yourself. Well, um, I'm a um, trained internist. I'm triple boarded, uh, board certified in internal medicine, uh, bariatrics, which is weight loss and nutrition, and geriatrics, which is caring for the elderly. But my real love is integrative medicine, uh, where I combine alternative and traditional medicines together because as i found over my decades of experience there's a lot of bullshit in both of them there's a lot of crazy stuff in in traditional medicine that i just don't agree with and that there's no substantial stuff to back it up cholesterol for example being such a killer and there's a lot of crazy shit in the alternative medicine realm where they just you know anyone can write anything and so a lot of stuff comes up however there's some great stuff in both of them so i think the most potent model for my patients was combining the two yeah, and you mentioned cholesterol. I got something for you. Let me play this real quick. I believe I used to swing over those rocks. Took some foolish risks as a teenager. But I was still taking a foolish risk with my cholesterol. Anyone with high cholesterol may be at increased risk of heart attack. Diet and exercise weren't enough for me. I stopped kidding myself. I've been eating healthier, exercising more, and now I'm also taking Lipitor. If you've been kidding yourself about high cholesterol, stop. Along with diet, Lipitor has been shown to lower bad cholesterol 39 to 60%. Lipitor is FDA approved to reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke in patients who have heart disease or risk factors for heart disease. Lipitor is not for everyone, including people with liver problems and women who are nursing, pregnant, or may become pregnant. You need simple blood tests to check for Lipitor. Okay, I, I had to remove that. I'm getting really <laughs> But no, I'm not sponsored by Pfizer. Um, that That's funny you should mention that I had that on cue ready to go because one of the topics they want to talk about tonight is how they put a, a pill for everything and their secondary and, and tertiary effects uh, yeah. through additional medicines. And, um, and I think that you, I, I got your book actually in the mail. Oh, good. Uh, like it? oh, absolutely. This is a Bible of alternative healing. Uh, it's not Nine, even 900 just, pages. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's well worth the money, trust me. And uh, what is it? You had 40, 41 chapters ranging from poison ivy to constipation. And it's kind of a prepper's book, if you will. 
Well, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm also looking at it in, in the aspect of uh, for my topic tonight, which is brain fog and what I believed caused my brain fog and how I'm curing that brain fog, which we're all under right now. Um, I'm looking into your book into, you know, what would happen if the lights go out, if the mushroom cloud goes off and I can't get my, you know, uh, chlorothalidone you know, chlorophyll, whatever the hell the, the thing's called. Um, if I can't get that from my blood pressure, what do I do? Right. And I could do that now. I don't have to wait for that to happen. So that's what I'm working on. That's why I wanted to have you on to talk about how we can address some of these, these things that are causing us to be yeah. kind of like drones. Sure. Um, so anyway, uh, if you want to talk about the book a little bit, we could do that for a minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The with- book, a book I wrote in 2015 out of frustration because I've been a lifelong prepper and the, the books on medical prepping are absolutely horrendous. Um, they're just garbage books that just are basically a Merck manual for stuff uh, that just don't give you enough information. They don't give you alternative cures. They say ridiculous things like if you have snake bite called poison control, come on. <laughs> you know, what's, what, what's the, what's the basis of this? And so out of that, I thought the prepper community wasn't being served. And so I decided to write my, I didn't want it to be that long, but I, every time I started, I didn't want to leave anything out. So I did everything from mental illness to concussions to trauma and had to treat it all. And because I think there's a lot of intelligent people out there who just need a little guidance. You know, I mean, the powers that be think we're all a bunch of idiots and, uh, you know, like to lead us around and uh, think we'll just follow anything blindly. But fortunately, up to a small part, that's changing with stuff channels like yours and other outlets out there who are just shining a light on the hypocrisy and the uh, lies that we've been told over the years one of which is cholesterol Um, cholesterol the whole cholesterol mania started in the 1950s a doctor named keys uh, did a study on uh, 28 countries he studied cholesterol its effect on on health and what he found was uh, in 21 of the countries he threw out of his study because they didn't meet what his pre- preconceived notions of it. And he took the remaining seven and said, ha, look at this. Cholesterol leads to heart disease, leads to strokes, leads to all these problems, and we got to control it. That, in turn, has led to Lipitor being one of the biggest selling drugs in history, a multi-billion dollar drug every year still for Pfizer to this day, uh, and there's you know, and a host of others uh, that you know we've been fed and told that cholesterol is bad. Well, cholesterol is not bad. Cholesterol and saturated fats are not bad at all for you, uh, as evidenced by the fact that for centuries, people ate them with no problems. The problem is trans fats and things like that, these artificial fats that we've fed in all this processed food that we have that's devoid of anything healthy for us. But, you know, what I'd like to do is, is functional medicine. I like to go back and see how the artery or the heart or whatever organ I'm studying, how it functions. And what I'd like to do is provide it with all the optimal means for it to function its best way. For example, in um, high blood pressure, uh, or actually we'll go back to cholesterol, cholesterol problems. Uh, Cholesterol is the backbone for all of the steroid hormones in your body. It's the backbone for vitamin D. That's why, oddly enough, if you sun yourself, you'll lower your cholesterol levels because the body takes that and makes vitamin D from it. It takes cholesterol backbone. 
And so uh, cholesterol is not bad for you at all. Now, certain people have hereditary conditions uh, that are very rare, familial conditions where they have super high levels, and that's different. But I'm talking about us three and the average person out there who doesn't have this problem. They've been misguided and told about cholesterol being an issue. Not only that, the statin drugs are very dangerous. They lead to increase of strokes, dementia levels, and stuff. Oh, can can I jump in real quick, Doc? Sure. Anytime. So the the Lipitor commercial, I just pulled it up this afternoon to to play as a kind of a an icebreaker. You know, that's what we call it in the army when you give a presentation, you do an icebreaker. Um, I found it very interesting because the things that they're they're trying to lower your cholesterol for to prevent heart disease, stroke, those are also the side effects. Right. The possible side effects. So. Right. Uh, and I'm and I looked it up. What they I, don't tell you is dementia, which is a big one. And okay. and that's really the root of the of what I wanted to have you on for uh, today was that. But to go back to the Lipitor, I'm looking right now, and and I got it up on. The, I won't put it on the screen. It's boring. It's just a text for people. But in 1996, the FDA approved Lipitor. Um, I'm looking down at the timeline here. 2012, the FDA they warned that it was linked to an increased risk of di- diabetes. Hmm. Uh, 2013, there was 56 lawsuits filed for it. Um, 2014, it goes to a judicial panel. And basically if you read through the, uh, you know, the history of this, which we're going to see this happen with the COVID shot as well, we're going to see it happen. Uh, it's going to go through and they're going to judge shop. Uh, it'll be extended, 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 and it'll get to a judge that just ignores. I think there was over 2000 lawsuits just for Lipitor alone mm-hmm. that they just basically told them to pound sand. You know, we, we know we, we actually warned in 2012 that this could cause type two diabetes. Um, and now we have 2000 people in a lawsuit with type two diabetes that they said, well, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and, and that's that's what I wanted to talk about tonight is, you know, uh, I'm not going to say people shouldn't have to take medication for certain conditions. Like you said, there's uh, rare uh, genetic things or whatever that y- you might need some medication for. But I oh, think no that I, mean, I, a... use, I use prescription meds all day in my practice, you know, yeah. to treat things. But like I said, I can mind them. But there's certainly I'm not saying there's no role for prescription medications by any means. Yeah, I just think it should be a last resort. And um, I guess to jump into the topic, let me silence my phone here. I've got uh, Miss Karen Carpenter, really good friend of the show, is trying to send me some important stuff. So. But let's let's go to the point of the show. Um, let me see if I can share this here with you. Here we go. So I wrote this article the other day on Substack. And, and to kind of go back in time, I was talking with my friend Angry Tiger. He runs his own, uh, and hopefully he's contacted you. I think he wants to have you on the show as well. But um, If he, he does try to get me, tell him to put podcast in the header. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I'm you hear lost that? to my mail. Yeah, you hear that, Franco? Put podcast, big, big letters, podcast yeah. in the uh, subject. But he hit me up and he said, "Hey, man, you seem a little off." And I and I knew I was. I, I was suffering from a cold. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is still suffering from it right now. Let me pull that off real quick. But um, no, I was suffering from a cold. And then um, he said, "No, you've seemed off lately. Like lately, you've seemed off in the past year." And we've been doing this together for about a year now. In fact, we just did our year uh, episode. And I went back and watched some of the episodes and I said, you know what? I, I, it's like my cognitive abilities have declined. And I tried to figure out what is the issue? What is the issue here? Is it because I got out of the army? Is it a lifestyle change? 
And the only thing that it came back to was the medication I'm on for blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And now initially, um, you know, I, I took this pretty seriously because initially they put me on uh, lisinopril. I'm sure, I'm sure you know what that is, right? Yep. 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 So they put me on lisinopril and I did notice that I was overheating. And now, now I'm down in the Georgia heat, right? It's yep. like hundred degrees and stuff. So that's not any dry, any dry cough with it. Oh yeah. Dry cough. Absolutely yep. dry cough. Um, uh, and, but the confusion, the inability to like think and pull words, you know, when I'm trying to have a conversation, I'm yep. having a hard time pulling these words out and, uh, the cognitive decline was really bad. Uh, so it kind of faded after about two or three weeks. Um, you know, the, the overheating was still a major problem. I couldn't perform my daily functions. Uh, hell, I went through a combat lifesaver course and I almost had a freaking heart attack. Mm. And it, it culminated in the event where they, they had doubled. Uh, so it did work well for my blood pressure initially, but then it didn't a few weeks later. And then they doubled my dose. Well, that next morning I went and did a, a one mile run. It was with, uh, we had some big PT event where the whole battalion was together, the whole brigade or whatever. And there was about a hundred of us and we had to run in formation. Of course, I'm not jabbed. I'm the only one not jabbed. Uh, and I have to wear the mask. So I do a one mile. Yeah. One mile run. Uh, and it was a moderate to slow run. It was kind of a, what we call an airborne shuffle, yeah. you know? Uh, so it wasn't too bad, but then we went straight into some rigorous activity Next thing you know, I'm feeling like I need to pass out. Like, mm -hmm. I literally just want to lay on the ground and go to sleep. Well, part and, of it was the mask leading to hypoxia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a big one. Part of that, you know. But anyway, fast forward. So uh, they got me off that medication. They actually listed it as an allergen for me. So I, I will never get given sure. that again. Uh, and uh, they put me on the chlor chlorthaldone. Mm -hmm. or chlorothaladone yeah. which diuretic yeah it's uh it's a it's a statin right i think it's a statin no, type. it's a diuretic no, it's not no, diuretic okay yeah. but so i've been taking this for Stat, almost for cholesterol okay yeah. but i've been taking this for like uh almost a year now and it's a relatively low dose we actually cut it down by half mm -hmm. because the initial problem was my diet i believe it well it was actually stress to be honest with you and it was the stress of the the COVID shot being mandated in the military, and I was mm -hmm. going to get kicked out. And I think that was the root cause of the problem. And that's really what I'm going to talk about is the root cause of problems so we can get off medications. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyway, I, what I've noticed talking to Tiger that over time, it's like slowly built up to where I'm now back into that uh, confusion mode, kind of a... Mm -hmm brain fog type thing so that's kind of what a I smoker to... uh yes i do smoke actually i've cut down but i do still smoke yeah so uh, i mean let, let's talk about that let's talk about the brain fog because i think just looking throughout society i go to walmart i went to the zoo recently and i'm watching people they seem like they're walking around like little zombies is this because of they our are. diet yeah it's yeah. a combination of diet uh, bad lifestyles, smoking, drug use, um, drinking to excess, but it's it's also a consequence of a toxic toxic exposure. We're in a pool of toxins that we never were, you know, years ago. 
in addition to poor diet that's devoid of all the essential uh, amino acids, essential fatty acids, minerals, and trace elements that we need to be healthy, uh, especially things like zinc, magnesium, iodine. Um, you know, zinc alone has 200 enzymes that require zinc. Enzymes, just for the audience to understand, enzymes are how the body sends it, like protein messages the body sends out that accelerate things and make them work faster and much better. And the whole body works on enzymes. And they're just essential for all, all bodily function. Magnesium, 300 enzymes require magnesium, 200 for zinc. So right there, there's 500 enzymes that you would be defeated. Not, not functioning well, they'll function, but not function optimally. And that's 500 different processes in your body that aren't working right off the bat from two minerals. So, you know, once you realize that, you realize the importance of repleting your body with good minerals and trace elements. The trace elements are, they call them trace elements because you only read the very small amounts in your body for health. <clears throat> However, they, we don't know most of, of the consequences of having a lack of trace elements. You know, we evolved from the sea in a pool of, of minerals and trace elements that were there for our bodies to take in. And consequently, our blood still reflects that. It still has mm -hmm. the same composition as seawater did millions of years ago when we, when we evolved. Currently, seawater is more salty than it was then. So our, our blood is not as salty as seawater is now because of salt dissolving on the land and going into the water. Right. <clears throat> but you can see the importance of every mineral and trace element and having it there. That's why, like, like I said, I like to practice functional medicine. I go back to the, how things function. I think that's the best way. You can alleviate the vast majority of disease and illnesses by giving the body the tools that it needs. God has created this body that is unbelievable. The design, I mean, I've been studying this my whole life. I'm blown away by the design. It has redundant systems, it has backups, it has fail-safes, it has all kinds of things built into it. And I get into that in all my books a lot. <clears throat> in my Substack page. But what we have to do is provide it with the right things and not poison it at the same time. Right. You know, when you talk about brain fog, you know, what does the brain need? The brain is mostly essentially proteins and fish oil. It needs um, omega-3s. It needs magnesium. And it needs all the B vitamins. So right, there's those three right off the bat. If you're having any brain fog, you're having any mental decline, if your children have ADD, and stuff, all these things, that's the first thing I tell patients to do. What we're going to do right now is put you on B-complex, which is all the B vitamins together. It's better to do that than to take isolated B vitamins. Some people, a lot of people just take B12. It's not good by itself. It throws the other B vitamins off. There's a balance there. <clears throat> uh, there's also another problem with B vitamins, and I have a Substack page on that too, about methylation. A lot of people have this MTHFR mutation. Um, and what that means, that's 42% of the population. And what that means is they can't process B vitamins. And so they can't inactivate amino acids like homocysteine and stuff. And there's two variants of that. One variant produces anxiety, depression, brain fog. The second variant produces heart disease and death from uh, early death from heart disease. And so I, when I test all my patients routinely on it, although the insurance companies give me a harder and harder time about that, even though it's a cheap test, they don't want to pay for anything. And once you, once you realize that, most of them, a lot of patients, it's amazing, the cardiologists don't check them. The guy comes in, he's 38 years old, he's had a heart attack. 
you don't think you might want to see there's other reason besides the cholesterol you're obsessed with you know and and most people have heart attacks don't have high cholesterol so it's not you know, things just don't add up but anyway if you get back to so if you if you do have that problem it's easy to correct all you do is take methylated b complex which that's the final step that your body is unable to do if you have that mutation and so you, and that's available cheaply on amazon and stuff and so i tell patients to take one of those every day you know, that way you cover all the B vitamins, which gives you energy, helps brain function, it helps nerve function. They're essential for your health. Um, and, you know, it will eliminate things like brain fog, slow down things like dementia and stuff. Initially, you have to catch it early. But I've got some tricks later on if that comes back. Yeah, I, I, I actually, that was when I talked to Tiger and Chris, I'll get to you in a sec, man. I know you got some questions. Um, I talked to Tiger about it, and one of the concerns I had was that my grandmother did have Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. and I um, suffer from some of the same things like arthritis and, you know, the I guess the genetic things um, that, that we're kind of predisposed to. So I was worried about that, and I looked it up, and uh, it turns out, you know, the couple, the only two, uh, you know, I'm looking here at the article, what is dementia, blah, blah, blah. And the only two things that I actually suffer from are kind of like normal. And we're talking about, you know, forgetting where you put your keys, uh, repeating yourself. My yeah. wife, tell, she's been telling me this for like a year now. She's like, you know, yeah, we talked about that last week. Don't you remember? I was like. That, now that's, a whole, that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my wife told me a story for a half hour. I'm thinking of something else and yeah. I'll ask her a question. Like, oh, no, but I mean, I, just told you that. <laughs> I was at the stage where I'm not free. I'm not like completely like losing my memory. I just kind of right, like right, forget, right. you know, and then once you remind me, oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. So not too bad. And uh, what I determined that it was most likely my diet. Um, and, and my diet I've already addressed because of the high blood pressure, but, um, diet and let me, I wrote it down here. Uh, and, and it, this actually jives with your book. I read chapter 36. Yeah. Chapter 36 in your book talks about hypertension. Um, and what I found was that the medication I'm taking is causing likely causing these, these problems. Because mm -hmm. if I look right now, uh, I'm looking at the side effects here dizziness fast heartbeat which i did notice mm -hmm. one of the things i had to do in the army uh when i was uh as a master fitness trainer i had to take my resting heart rate every day for a week before mm -hmm. i went into the class and it was around 76 to 80 something like mm -hmm. that it was kind of you yeah. know uh, but um after i started taking the medication i'm talking 110 to 120 oh, yeah well, that's bad yeah yeah very bad 76 so to 80 is normal no, it's yeah. right now, like I've been monitoring, it's actually hey, come down to yeah, if you're a real good athlete, you know, good runners and stuff, they'll drop to the 60s. Yeah, and I was down more efficient and stuff, you know. You know, shortly after waking up, I was 65 to 70, but then mm -hmm. you know, after I get up and I do my morning thing or whatever, I'm 70 to 80. Now I'm like 110 to 120. Uh, yeah, well, I was yeah. that was like a month ago. Um, but confusion, nausea, which I had a lot of nausea dry mouth i'd get in the middle of the night i would drink myself sick and then throw up right. because i was so thirsty um and then loss of appetite which i have lost a lot of weight so all of these things that are listed as a as a side effect on this um this medication i'm taking for blood pressure uh i'm starting to think that that, that was the problem causing the brain fog 
plus lack of sleep. You know, I want to talk about nutrition, lack of sleep, medications. Lack of um, sleep is key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Ameri uh, Americans are all suffering from sleep deprivation. It's, it's the rare individual who's getting a good eight hours of sleep a night, restful sleep, not getting up, not disturbed, no electronics around them next to their bed, no lights on in the room, you know. Blue light. Yeah. Well, my research taught me that blue light, blue light is a problem. Right. Um, LED lighting in your homes and blue light is a problem. It, it keeps you from getting the uh, the melatonin mm -hmm. that your body has to produce before. Which you is bed. unbelievably good for you, melatonin. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, hey, let's pause real quick. Chris has been sitting there patiently. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't jump in. I'm just listening. Uh, I'm fascinated. Um, I uh, was I just was in the hospital uh, not too long ago with a I had a series of strokes. And I found out I, I had cardiomyopathy. Mm. So right now I have a uh, heart monitor on for about 30 days. Are uh, you vaccinated? No. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah. Um, but I have that brain fog. I've been having that brain fog. So, but it's hard for me to tell the difference between if it's all this other crap that they're, you know, hitting sure. us with sure. or just like things like that. My diabetes, things like that. So you're, you're uh, diabetic as well. Type two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, uh, I just noticed that very hard to. I don't like. I said I don't know if it could be attributed to uh, you know the strokes or not, but it's getting worse and worse. Like um, to be able to remember anything, and I, I research things, so that's kind of important. And I also write a lot. Like I, I. Uh, like fictional things like screenplays and things like that. So I'm scared to death of losing, you know, having any more brain damage or anything. So right. the whole, are you, are you taking any supplements right now? Right now I, I've been, I'm supposed to be seeing my primary again. Um, but they wanted to have me do all these tests with the specialists right now. Mm -hmm. I got like eight different specialists I'm going to see. And then they, she was going to give me a list of all supplements that would be safe for me. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. And I'd like to start taking supplements. Um, yeah. Well, so you, should get, you should get your MTHFR tested to see if you have that mutation as well. Okay. Um, you know, for heart reasons for anything, but, um, yeah, and make sure you don't have anything weird like Lyme disease or anything like that. Have they tested you for Lyme disease? Yeah. They gave me, where, where do you live? I live What's... in uh, Massachusetts. So, oh, yeah, uh, so you're prime country for Lyme. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I would suggest that they do all three: Lyme, babesiosis, and ehrlichiosis. They're all tick-borne illnesses that yeah. are very prevalent here in New England. I'm in Connecticut, so I'm not far from. You. Yeah, I'm yeah. near like a Fall River area. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So they they kept taking blood after blood after blood. I've been going to Quest Diagnostics, giving them blood. So uh, I haven't heard anything about the, the Lyme disease test being uh, them. I'm assu I'm just assuming that they would check for that, but they may not have. I would right. I would, right. be proactive with that. You probably not assume things. I know that too. So. Right, right. But yeah, no, the brain fog thing has has got me very concerned because uh, I research a lot of stuff, and uh, if I start forgetting things, then that's you know that's not a good thing. Do you have sleep apnea? Yeah, I have to. Uh, I just got a new sleep study. Uh, I guess they do it at home now. I remember I yeah. had to go to an actual facility and stay overnight, but they didn't want me to do it with the heart monitor on at the mm -hmm. same time. So I got to do it next month. Yeah. So 
And the machine, actually, the co the one I had a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night with the cord wrapped around my neck. Right. And I'm like, I could just see the headlines. Local, local <laughs> killed by breathing. So I sent it back because it scared the hell out of me. But yeah. apparently they have better well, ones. Well, the, the new, yeah, the new ones turn on their own axis so they don't get twisted. Yeah. So like I've telephone those, cords. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I definitely have sleep apnea, so that that probably did a lot of damage to my heart as well. So, yeah, one step at a time. But the brain fog thing, yeah, anything that you go, I can learn from you guys is uh, yeah. going to help me. Well, like I said, I would go on the big three: uh, methylated B complex. Doesn't matter if you're if you're MTHFR positive or not. If you take the methylated part, it just it works well. Okay. You don't have to. It won't hurt you if you if you're negative and take it. Right. Um, they got me on a lot of blood thinners right now too, because I guess I'm still at uh, I'm a, I could have further strokes, so they don't want me to have blood clots. So yeah, I'm on all kinds of stuff now. What are you are you on Zarelto or Eliquis? What are you on? Yeah, Zarelto. Yeah, well, you know I I like to use and it drives the cardiologist crazy. There's uh, three kinds of fibrinolytic enzymes. Here's what happens in blood clotting. There's a cascade of of chemical reactions that occur before the clots formed mm -hmm. all coumadin which is rat poison and xarelto eliquis berlinta all of the second generation anticoagulants which are all great drugs not bad mouthing they have a great role and i use them a ton in patients with atrial fibrillation and stuff and patients that don't want to do alternative stuff but I find that, and in fact, even with COVID vaccinated patients, I found that 62% of them were clotting. And I, I ran a test called D-dimer on them, and I was blown away at this number. And so uh, what I learned about was how to dissolve clots without affecting the cascade. See, if you affect the upper part of the cascade, you get bleeding problems right. because it interferes with clotting everywhere, you know? And so... What I like to do is is target the end of the clotting cascade, which is fibrin. That's the protein at the end. And so there's three different, they're called fibrinolytic. Lytic means dissolving. So mm -hmm. the fibrin dissolving enzymes. I, when, I, when I write my books too, I always tell patients what the terms mean. Because I, you know, it's easy to lose them in medical mumbo jumbo and they have no idea what I'm talking about, you know. So I'll say that lytic means dissolving. So they know. I try to educate. And I do that on my Substack page too. Oh, uh, that's also your book, Doc. Uh, I just wanted to hate to interrupt you, but no, no, every no. chapter of your book, when you go into something uh, like I'm reading right now, uh, I'm going through for probably for the third time uh, about the hypertension, but mm -hmm. you explain in like layman's terms. Right. How it happens. So yeah. I just wanted to throw. Yeah, that I like out. I like teaching in my books. I like teaching yep. patients because then you empower them. If I, you know, I always spend time explaining things in depth to my patients so they understand. Otherwise, it just becomes some nebulous thing that they can't wrap their heads around. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, go back to the fibrinolytic enzymes. So there's three of them that I use. Uh, well, there's three of them out there. I use primarily one of them, but there is ceratopeptidase, which is what a silkworm releases to eat its way out of the cocoon. Um, that's been used in Chinese medicine for centuries and centuries. Very safe, very effective. There is a second one that's um, 10 times stronger than that um, uh, called natto kinase. Natto kinase is made from the Japanese dish natto. It's a soybean dish. It's an enzyme. It's a bacteria that ferments the soybeans in there, and it produces this great fibrinolytic enzyme. That's the most popular one out there. That's the one primarily studied in primarily used even by uh, integrative doctors like myself. I like lumbrokinase, um, 
which is made from earthworms. And that one is 30 times stronger than nanokinase. And so it's very, yeah, it's very effective, you know. And so I give patients that. They're available online. You know, you don't need a prescription for any of them. And they don't cause bleeding. Yeah. Because they they only affect the clot that's blocking, you know, the damn product of a clot. You know, certainly if you cut yourself, you'll bleed a little bit more while you're on them. You know, and then, you know, I tell patients to be aware of that. But you won't get nosebleeds. You won't get rectal bleeding. You won't get other problems from it you know, caused by a lack of clotting. Right. You know, if you have trauma, certainly it'll make it a little bit harder to form the clot. Uh, but they're safe and they're very effective and they're cheap. And so, you know, all, all the patients that have been, any listeners out there who've been vaccinated, um, certainly have your, do- your doctor check what's called a D-dimer level on you. That mm-hmm. measures clotting factors in your blood. And that's important to know that and fibrinogen. And then they know that's the proteins involved and then it's easily treated. Yeah, and and thank you for that because Karen mm-hmm. Carpenter actually had a question that she sent me um, to ask what people could do if they did take the the jab or you know suspect that they got shedding or something on them, yeah. um, you know which which I think you know I was kind of leaning towards the um, that was what my problem was that that caused me to go on the blood pressure medication, but it turns out most likely it's stress. Um, yeah, stress will do. But, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, my doc and I, and, and, um, you know, I had some doctors that really were kind of like real assholes to me, uh, because I didn't take the jab, but my actual primary was actually a nice guy. And we went through, yeah, yeah. He's, but he's, he's pro MRNA. He's pro MRNA, but he respected my choice. They got rid of mine because she, uh, she was warning her uh, patients, including myself, not to take the jab. She lost the lesson. They got rid of her. She wow. wasn't there anymore, and I fi- only recently have been able to get a new primary in the same office. So yeah, yeah, she was one of the only ones I ever trusted. Well, I'm the only doctor right. here in Connecticut for probably 50 miles in any direction that hasn't taken the jab, yeah. and and tell, tells patients not to take them. You know? But uh, you know, patients are still. I had patients just yesterday, an older guy. He, he got vaccinated again. You know, I said, "What are you doing? Stop getting these." And he said, I'll try. I love you, doc, but I, I, tr- I, lo- I trust the CDC more. I said, oh, you're a true believer. I said, oh, you guys get paid. You know, right. Fauci, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, Fauci's do he's a doctor, but yeah. has Fauci practiced? Has never, he practiced? Never. I mean, he's, he's as not, much of a doctor as Jill Biden yeah. is. Right. He doesn't you know? know. He doesn't know anything about stethoscope. He's never seen right. it. He knows about money. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, but, we started the show with saying uh, Mr. LaGuardia here, Dr. LaGuardia has practiced for four decades. Um, I'm going to trust this guy over a guy who gets paid uh, to to constantly have a problem to overcome, because that's how he gets his money. I, AZ, I'm not going to trust that. Yeah, guy. AZT. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, let let me get back onto the uh, back to the the topic at hand here, which is the brain fog. And for me, it was I believe, and you know, I don't like to self diagnose, and I wrote you that in an email, doc. Um, I just common denominator. You know, what, what happened? What happened? Okay, this is the, the new thing introduced into my life. And I've noticed over time and already in four days, I've been on this regiment. Um, in four days, I could tell the difference. What's your regiment you know? now? Okay, so right now I'm taking uh, a thousand, thousand mil, uh, milligrams of fish oil, omega-3 mm-hmm. fish oil, uh, 120 milligrams of ginkgo biloba. Which you say one thing about, one, let me answer one thing about the fish oil. Yeah. Spend the money to get the best brand fish oil you can get. Yeah, I do. Yeah, cheap mm-hmm. ones have a lot of mercury in them and stuff, and that aren't processed as well. 
Uh, I use pharmaceutical grade stuff that's prescription because I have it available. But um, that's the best one, Boskepa and things like that. Uh, really good. It, it wasn't bad either. I, I think yeah. for the whole regimen, I spent maybe 50, 60 bucks yeah, on yeah. Amazon. And uh, and it's going to last me for four months. Yeah. Like it's going to last me a while. Money and, well spent. Yeah. And then I got a multivitamin and I focused on, because of your book, I focused on vitamin C, vitamin D, and I want to say it was zinc or something. Or was it, or niacin? I, got, I wrote it down. Oh, magnesium, magnesium. potassium. Right. vitamin D and vitamin C. I made sure that that had at least like the hundred percent daily recommended dose. Yep. And it's yep. just a multivitamin. So yeah. uh, all natural, by the way, not yeah. uh, in, in your case, I would even take supplemental uh, magnesium and potassium in addition because okay. both of those relax the blood vessels and lead to lowering blood pressure. Uh, that's the first thing I do in patients who I find that come in and tell me they're hypertensive, high blood pressure. I'll, I'll say to them, okay, and I check their magnesium levels, I'd probably say 90% of them are deficient in magnesium. Because where does magnesium come from? Magnesium comes from fruit, nuts, uh, dark green leafy vegetables, main source of it. And and let's face it, most people don't eat much fresh fruit and vegetables, you know, in their diets. Their diets are devoid well, of that. Even if they do, Doc, and we talked about this last time, um, and that was going to be the first topic. I know we kind of just went, went off on a rail here, which is great because it's great conversation, but nutrition um, people could try to eat right. And and that even if you buy the right stuff and you eat the right stuff, what's happened to our soil? Uh, right. What's happened right. to our food? Are you really getting the nutrients that you right. need to get? And if you get supplemental vitamins, um, if they're synthetic, the body doesn't absorb those well. And then you right. also talked about the time of day. Now, uh, my question I wanted to ask you personally was I'm taking my uh, my regiment around noontime. So okay. my body's yeah, up with, with lunch. lunch. Uh, yeah, with lunch. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but I don't take it at night because you had said last time that uh, you're just going to have really expensive urine in the morning. Yeah, because you, you know? need fat. You need fat to absorb most of those. Vitamins. Okay. Yeah. So that's right. Take it about mid midday. That's when I'm taking my stuff right now. Yeah. Well, it depends what you eat for lunch. You know, I, I, I wouldn't mind you taking it with dinner if you had more fat with dinner. You know, if you're not sure about fat, any oils of fat. So put some olive oil on a salad. There's your fat that you need. And that okay. will dissolve vitamins A, D, E, and K. They're all fat soluble. Mm -hmm. So that you won't absorb them at all unless you have fat in your diet. And so that's why that's essential. You know, and all minerals are better absorbed with food as well. Um, that's why you never see most minerals, they're not just magnesium or potassium, they're chelated. They're they're bound to something else, It'd be it magnesium citrate, potassium citrate, you know, things like that, because they're better absorbed. That's the same reason why you you know you have to eat organic. I mean, you have to take organic minerals. You couldn't just suck on a rock and get any nutrition from it because it's it's inorganic. You can't absorb it. Your body has no way to process it. So you need it bound to a protein or an amino acid, which is a building block of a protein, or you won't absorb these things. And, that, and that's one of the other key things. You have to learn absorption is what it's all about. It's not what you're taking. It's what you're absorbing. And that's the problem we're having right now with our foods is because the soil has been depleted. You talked on that last time. Yeah. Um, it's worth the extra money. And uh, I, I had uh, a guy named Texas Slim on. Um, we had him on and he he basically sells organic beef, uh, grass fed. Well, he links up the producers with the with the buyers. Great. And yeah. and yeah, he's a great guy. If you ever get a chance to have him on, I know you um, 
you you get out here and do what we do as well. He's a great guest. But I found that even though I spend a little bit more money for that food, it's more fulfilling, oh, more yeah. satisfying. It so, tastes better. And it tastes better as well. Right. Yeah. Right. But the same thing with vegetables, you know, I can eat a bunch of garbage uh, that just goes through me and I'm still left hungry. Mm, but if I spend the extra money on whole foods, which we right. found out that there's a place uh, 20 minutes down the road, we can get that. It, yes, it's more expensive, but it is more uh, fulfilling. Right. You're absorbing it better. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not it's not bound to a lot of pesticides and herbicides and right. different things that right. the other ones are that because that puts a burden on your body. Your, your liver has to break all those down and, and excrete them and get rid of that stuff. If you don't, it's absorbed into your fat and you wind up having you know problems down the road because essentially you're poisoning yourself very slowly. You know, and that's yeah. that, that's unfortunately the problem with the American diet, which I, I meant like I mentioned last time. There's no fermented foods in it. Fermented foods are key for your health. I mean, every culture in the world has fermented foods, but us, uh, you know, and that, that helps break down foods. It helps process them and it helps make the nutrients in that food more absorbable and readily bioavailable to you. That means you can, your body can avail itself of it and absorb it. That's the key to everything, bioavailability. And I talk about that all the time in, in the books, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, nutrition. And then I want to go back into sleep because sleep is where can I, can I just um, mention one thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sir. Karen Carpenter's question back there. Uh, there are ways to treat the spike protein, Karen. If you look back on my Substack page of the earlier posts, I've got articles on curcumin, um, um, bismuth, um, uh, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, um, bromelain, uh, different things like that, that all work to, to wipe out the spike protein. The spike protein from the vaccination is, is causing the problems. That's what's circulating and leading to everything. And all of these either wipe it out or inactivate them. So there's ways you can do that, Karen, and and help yourself. But if you are vaccinated, Karen, get that D-dimer checked. Yeah, I got your sub stack up on the screen now. And um, I'm going to leave the, uh, the address there for people to look at. It's absolutely fascinating. And you actually have a lot on cancers which is going to be increasingly important because uh, we're seeing turbo cancers on the rise yeah, after it's this. A, it's uh, an epidemic. I've yeah. got a friend who's a, who's a oncologist and I was talking to him and he said he, well, cancers they would see once in his career, he's seeing several times a month now. These wow. odd, really rare cancers that were just curiosities before, you know, now are becoming mm -hmm. routine. And as you mentioned, mentioned the turbo cancers, especially in young men, they're getting testicular cancer and dying in two weeks. We've never seen anything like that. Wow. They're so, they're so aggressive that they're destroying their bodies. Wow. We see all the actors dying, all the different actors. And well, the, you know, and I, athletes. I, <laughs> I talked to Chris about this the other day, and I said, you know, we Chris is really big into the, uh, the scene of, you know, entertainment and stuff. He knows, uh, and I want to speak for you or anything, Chris, but – um, you just have a reputation for knowing, you know, when they were born, when they died, what movies they were in. And I don't think in my lifetime, I have seen so many healthy young actors die for no reason. I mean, right. actors, musicians, uh, we always know they died an overdose, a heroin overdose, whatever. There was always something like tied to that death. And they're usually right. like 90. You know, right. like, how do they live that long? You know, right, right, right. <laughs> 
But now they're dying. How is Keith Richards still alive? (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy we should study. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they will. (laughs) That that whole uh, that whole trend of like the drug scene is kind of like a little bit faded away. uh, When you look at celebrities, they're not into that stuff anymore. But they're starting to die younger, and it's been a recent trend in the last you know year year and a half. And I mean, can we explain this? Matthew Perry, for example, who died the other day, you know, he was, he had a shirt that said something like, can't get boosted enough. He took all the vaccines and all the boosters. Now, I don't know that might not have caused his death. He also was a drug addict and an alcoholic, but, you know, he was supposedly in remission from that. But uh, it's not inconceivable that he had a cardiac event and slumped under the water with that in his his hot tub. That's what killed him, you know. that that player from the Buffalo Bills, I forgot his name, who uh, they had that collision and he, he had the stroke, the heart attack on the field, and they took him oh, out. Oh, Jamar, Jamar Hamlin. Yeah, he, Hamlin. People, right. People think he he died. He actually yeah. died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was fully vaccinated. Vaccinated two weeks before, boosted. Yeah. You know, that's the things, the little things they leave out of the news. And yeah. a lot of these celebrities, um, they won't give a reason. You ever noticed right, that? Right, right. Yeah, right. that's right. that's what I'm saying, Chris. What I'm saying is we always got a reason before, but yeah. now it's a new trend that we right. don't get the reason. It's it's for private, for the family, right. you know, all this other stuff. And it's like th- this never happened before. And no. the and they were using the media. That was part of a um, yeah. not event two hundred one. Was it event two hundred one? Uh, yeah, event two hundred one. Part of the, the thing was to use the media to push everything. Uh, they were going to have a fall guy and Fauci was the fall guy, that type of idea that a Fauci-like character would be the the sacrifice in the public's eye and all that. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of things. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even want to get into a catastrophic contingent because that's a whole new ball game there. That's, uh, (laughs) yeah. But anyway, let's get back on topic. Um, I wanted to talk about sleep, Doc. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I really wanted to get you on to talk about this because this has been life changing for me in four days. I can only imagine what I'm going to feel like in a month mm-hmm. um, to, to have my my mind back, like clarity back mm-hmm. and uh, and do what I do. But um, sleep was a big one for me because being in the military, you, you don't sleep well. You sleep three or four hours. Even today, uh, I actually took a nap. Before the show today, I said I got to take a nap because last night I went to sleep and I only slept for four hours. Why? Um, uh, it's just how I'm trained. You know, my my brain says you got to get up and do stuff. Uh, but uh, I know it's not necessarily the quantity; it's more the quality of sleep. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah, have what REM, non-REM. We have right, right. There's you know three or four stages three, yeah. of sleep. You have to get down to mm-hmm. stage four, the really deep sleep. That's where your body repairs itself. That's where your mind kind of declutters. Think of your mind as a computer. It declutters itself at that point. You know, when it gets to stage four, it's able to get rid of all that junk that's in there, little, little things that worry you, excessive things. It clears that all out. It allows your heart rate to drop. It allows your brain to regenerate. It allows your blood vessels to relax. It, and it allows your body to, to repair itself. But to do that, you need absolute darkness because that's what yes. causes melatonin secretion. You can't have a, a hall light on, a night light next to your bed, a phone there. And I would also suggest not having anything electronic in, in your bedroom. Um, you know, you want to get away from all, all of this le- electronic, electromagnetic pollution that we're suffering from. But a good night's sleep, quiet, restful, 
and you know hopefully you won't have to get up everyone usually gets up once maybe a night to urinate or whatever but uh even if you get away without that it's great i love my cpap because i my wife calls it my dream machine i put it on 15 seconds later i'm gone <laughs> you know it's it, and and it does that because and and you you dream so well because you're going all into a nice deep sleep we get there and you can sleep and do that and that's where you want to be but you'll eight hours is great six hours is minimum you're pushing it under six you're asking for trouble you'll wind up with hypertension strokes all kinds of, of related issues from your body not being able to repair itself now, is it is it, there any truth to? Uh, and you probably just answered it, but uh, my I'm having brain fog all day today, so I apologize in advance. Um, is it possible to oversleep? Like, um, and I don't mean like the depression wise, because like I've had depression where you would just make it would cause you to just not want to do anything but sleep, just knock you out with energy. I mean, like without that kind of thing going on no not really because okay. your body will self-regulate itself you'll wake up when your body's ready okay you know all things will you'll kind of jump start and kick that's why you wake up naturally remember when oh. you were a little kid they could rob your bed and you wouldn't wake up right <laughs> you, you slept like a rock you know little yeah. kids they have they have high melatonin levels yeah. and they're active all day you know they, they've done studies they they had world-class athletes try to mimic the behavior, the physical behavior of a toddler. And they were exhausted. They couldn't do it. This kid's <laughs> getting up, running, rolling, getting up. You know, try to do it as an adult. See how long it lasts. Hey, it's a fact. A toddler does a perfect squat. Yeah. A perfect squat every there, time. There you go. Right, yeah. right. And, 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 and I, just to, to mention about the light. So I have um, a, a blink. Uh, it's kind of like a one of those Alexa cameras that you put on your front door or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I have one of these that doesn't require a monthly subscription and um, it has a, a control unit and it has a blue light on it. It's a very bright blue led light. Mm -hmm. And that happens to be where I sleep. Yeah. And oh, the past week, what I did was I took uh, I don't know if I have it here. Put but a I, I got a, just put a baseball out over it. Yeah, I put a I put a sock cap over it, and you know my sleep is like way better because even though my eyes are closed, uh, that blue light, and mm -hmm. and I did in my research, I found out that blue light does something to the brain that says, "Hey, it's time to get up and like be yeah, active." Activate, it activates it. Yeah. yeah, and so I covered that up, and that made a world difference. Something that small, and that's what I kind of wanted to, to get into tonight was talking about these little small things we can do, which eventually that you know that leads to brain fog, and we're not quite there. Mm -hmm. um but that small step just getting yeah. a little bit better sleep yeah i mean it's yeah. all part of the of the same continuum you know you have to be hydrated well you have to mm -hmm. eat well and be fed well you have to sleep well and you have to exercise i'm not saying you have to do um sit-ups every you know whatever you know run run a marathon i i do push-ups i do a hundred a set of 100 push-ups in one clip under two minutes every morning and i bang them out and the last 10 i really pour it on you know and that's two minutes of exercise that's all i really do i mean i garden and i walk all day in my office i'm walking and squatting so i'm active i'm not sedentary but that's the only really heavy duty exercise i do and that tones my whole body you know and so there's little you don't have to commit to hours and hours of exercise but you have to rev up your body and get that heart rate up there and keep it up for a while you know tone those muscles get them up swimming's the best of all 
you know, from them. But yes, ro- it's rowing, low impact too. Yeah, it's good low impact on your joints, yeah. right, exactly. And mm-hmm. rowing is great for you. It, to- it tones your whole body and things like that. But, you know, it's all part of a holistic approach. You need sleep, mm-hmm. you need rest, you need nutrition, and you need a lack of stress in your life. Stress is the hard part because it's we're not, you know, it's it's external to us. Usually stress is coming from other people. You know, other than being worried, worrying about stuff, if some people are, most stress is is put upon us by events and things happening, money and job stress and children and, and things that we have little control over. You know, so if you could try to minimize the stress, that's why sometimes, um, quite often, actually, I'll sit, I'll sit in a, I have this big cushiony chair. It's actually my wife's chair, but I like to use it in, in the, uh, our bedroom or it used to be in our living room. And I would sit there for an hour sometimes in the dark just at night and just collect my thoughts and just relax. I'm not, not, I'm not in a full Lotus position. I'm not chanting anything. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just relaxing in the complete darkness and silence and your mind wanders to good stuff. Sometimes you fall asleep, no big deal, you know, but it's amazingly restorative stuff like that. And if you want to, I'm not putting down meditation. If you want to meditate, that's fine. I was going to ask you about that, Doc, about meditation, because uh, I, I had a science teacher back in high school that talked about he accidentally found meditation. Mm. He was working two jobs, yeah. and he had about a 30-minute break between one job and the other job, and he'd come home, sit in his recliner, yeah. and he was so focused on, I've got to get up. And this is before you know we had this little black mirror where you could just set an alarm. Yeah, so he he would uh, be aware that he could only lay there for like 15, 20 minutes. And uh, <clears throat> he was so focused on, I've got to get up at this time. I've got to get it, that it became a mantra to him where yeah. he was in tune. And he said he felt like he would get a full night's rest in 20 minutes. Yeah. Now, can that replace sleep? I guess that's no. my question. No, it cannot. It cannot? Okay. No, no. It can't uh, because the, the physiological stuff, it's good for your mind. It's good for that part. But the body, the you know, your somatic, your body repair has to have restorative sleep. Yeah. And that okay. takes time. That's not a quick process. You know, because you think about it, you know, for if you sleep eight hours, you know, 16 hours of your day, you're still active and running around and stuff. Your body has to recover from that. Mm-hmm. You know, how many horses could go 16 hours, right? Straight, right? Without having to rest and stuff, you know, you, and your body's the same way. You, you have to. Look at dogs. You know, they sleep. 16 hours a day probably you know they're, they're only active a little bit you know and the other thing when you wake up one of the first things i always tell patients to do when they wake up is to stretch you ever look at an animal no animal gets up and jumps up they that's stretch, interesting they pull that it helps tone everything you're trying to yeah. get everything stretch your legs out pull your toes back put your arms out squeeze your fists pull your chest out turn your head slump back down relax for a second it feels great and it's a good way to stretch your muscles and, and get them ready to, to rather than just jumping up. Well, the most stretching I do in the morning is up on that top shelf to get the coffee mug down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a start, Jason. In mind. <laughs> Jump start. All right, let me. Uh, unless Chris has something to add on the on the sleep stuff. Um, no, keep going, Jason. That's good. Okay, this is the biggest one for me. Um, I guess the last one, I know we're already at an hour, but are you okay, doc, to keep going? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so the biggest thing, and, and I'm really cautious about talking about medications because, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell people to stop taking their meds. Um, but 
and looking at my particular scenario, we already tracked down that the most likely cause of my high blood pressure, because it literally was, they were concerned that I always had low blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And then overnight I had like stroke level um, stuff and my doc was worried about it. So they put me on the first illicinopril and then they Mm -hmm. switched it because that was bad to the chlorothalidone, whatever, which now I'm, you know, like I said, I'm thinking that it's having a cumulative effect on my brain. And I already feel like, uh, you know, I'm able to pull words out better now, you know, on this regimen I've been on. Um, you just so have I don't to watch it. That's, that's a diuretic. You have to be careful because that lowers magnesium yeah. and potassium and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was extremely, um, as, as well, I was dehydrated, absolutely mm-hmm. dehydrated as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I've been monitoring myself twice daily, sometimes three times daily to make sure, uh, that I'm, I'm not, you know, going to stroke out on anybody. My mm-hmm. blood pressure seems to be under control. Good. Uh, and I'm just been doing this for four days. Yep. So I'm going to see how it goes. So I don't want to tell people not to take your meds. Please don't, don't think I'm telling you that. But what I did notice was that the problem that caused me to become on the meds is a problem that has gone away, mm-hmm. but the meds remain. Yep. And, right. and then, you know, you look at, uh, do I need another medication to counter this side effect? And then what side effect does that have? I do not want to be on this medication train and, yeah. and going back to my grandmother, uh, yes, she had Alzheimer's, right? But I also looked and she was on a ton of medications. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the side effects of those medications, they often include confusion, dizziness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you get the the buildup in your brain if your sleep mm-hmm. gets messed up, you know, going back to diet and sleep. It's a cascading effect yep. that you can become basically a permanent customer. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be there. I, I want to get off yep. this. The one medication I got to take, I want to be off of it and be free of it. Uh, you have yep. solutions in your book. You have yep. solutions on how to fight this stuff naturally. Yeah. I have some good solutions on Substack as well. There is a, yep. there's some interesting things with dementia. All dementias, all the different types, are all variations of the exact same thing. They're variations yes. of, of abnormal protein accumulations in the brain. It's exactly what I found out in my research, and I've only did it for like a day or two, but mm-hmm. exactly what they say, Doc. Right. And what happens is <clears throat> proteins get their structure. I mean, their structure determines their function. Proteins are all very meticulously folded in different variations, and that's that's they fit into receptors that are fit that lock and key just like that folding. And when they're misfolded, the body can't process them, and they deposit in the brain, for example. And one of the reasons that it happens in the brain is um, what's dementia is also called type three diabetes. What what they mean by that is wow. the brain, your brain, brain has, has two ways to for energy. The primary way that most doctors think about is glucose. Your brain needs sugar for to you know for energy, as most of your body does. However, the brain has a backup system. As I mentioned earlier, the redundancy in the human body is unbelievable. It has a backup system where it can use ketones. And so what happens is in Alzheimer's patients, or not, I should say dementia patients of all types, Lewy body, all these different dimensions, they all are, are, are wind up starting from a insulin resistance in the brain. So the brain can't process that sugar as well. So what happens? The brain can't function as well. It doesn't have the energy to function the way it should. And so as a consequence, as the as the proteins build up in the neurons and cells of the brain, 
and start blocking things and accumulating in the cell and, and causing all kinds of havoc, there's also the brain has to make choices to where to direct its energy. So as the Alzheimer's progresses, you'll notice that patients become less and less functional until, until the end where they finally just can't even eat. They forget to eat and just sit, sit there. And so um, the way around that, and now and once they're too far gone, this doesn't work. You have to do this early in the beginning to the moderate stages. Once the protein develop, uh, deposition is too high, you can't overcome it. But I switch patients to ketones and give them ketones uh, as, as a food. And there's various ones you can buy online. Uh, coconut oil works great. Coconut oil is ketones. And just give them, you know, coconut I, oil. I read that. I actually yeah. read that. Yeah. And so uh, if you're having brain fog, I would suggest doing that as well. Giving your body coconut oil or ketones, uh, ketogenic diet would be good for it. Um, and, you know, it provides, because then your brain will, it'll use that for energy and it'll be able to go through the processes it needs and it lights up their brains and helps them immediately if they're early stages. I want to stress that if you're too far gone, it's not going to do anything for you. But, you know, that, that's why I get back to functional medicine. That's my whole thing. Getting back, studying how that particular organ system works and then fixing it. You know, like if, for example, leaky gut is another problem that's very common. People yeah. develop all kinds of nutritional problems, allergies as adults, all these autoimmune problems they get from it. Because normally in the gut, it, the gut has a one cell lining to it. It's amazing. One cell. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And on top of that cell in the small intestine, it's it looks like a shag rug. There's a brush border there, and that just increases the surface area for absorption. On top of, on top of that shag rug is a layer of bacteria, probiotic, good bacteria, you know, that your body needs. And what that does is, like I said earlier about the fermentation, it breaks down and processes the foods that you're eating and then presents them to the microvilli, the, their shag rug, and they absorb them. Now, when that's not there, due to antibiotic use, due to poor diets. Um, they wind up having bacterial overgrowth, bad bacteria come in there, and that one cell lining gets damaged. And these tight junctions where they fit in right together, those cells, and no protein can get between them, it has to go through the shag rug. Those open up and large pieces of protein go in and absorb into the blood, which your body's not ready for. And if those proteins look similar to your thyroid, you'll get Hashimoto's. If it's similar to joints, you'll get arthritis type problems. If it's similar to heart, you'll have a heart condition. And so one of the first things I tell patients all the time, they come in with bad allergies and they want antihistamines, which is fine. I'll give it to them until we get this problem solved, is to fix their gut. And so if you, when I look back and I studied the gut, I realized that unlike the rest of the body that uses glucose, the small intestine uses L-glutamine and the large intestine uses medium chain triglycerides. And so that's what they use for fuel. So for patients to heal them, I give them probiotics to build that layer of bacteria back up, good bacteria. And I give them L-glutamine, which helps feed their, their cells, lining cells and medium chain triglycerides, once again, coconut oil, which feeds the cells of the large intestine. So that helps heal the gut and that in turn gets rid of the arthritis, the Hashimoto's and all the associated things with it. You have to always go back to the root cause and you have to go back yeah. to functional medicine and find out, yes. you, know, it, it, you know, and start from there. You know, and I'm not saying it's a hundred percent guaranteed it'll work, but it works the vast majority of the times. Sometimes you're too far gone. You well, and, 
and that's what I like. I mean, your book is uh, the Doomsday Book of Medicine. And I'm, you know, I think last time somebody had asked, you know, if you got to buy one of the three books, which is the one to buy. This is the one to buy for sure if you can only afford well, one. Well, yeah, that's that is yeah. is a lot a lot more prepping stuff in there if you want that is with it. But you know the this this Bible, I was shocked this Bible to find alternative out. medicine is, is don't buy them both. This is very similar to Doomsday Book, but you know has a little bit of a different pitch to it. You know, no, I was shocked to find out and and reading some of this uh, the goodies in here, um, uh, specifically dealing with the hypertension, which is why i dug into it because this yeah. is pretty much just going to sit on my shelf until i you know until the end of the world comes and then it's, I have it's the a knowledge. great reference source for something but i'm i'm actually thinking i could use it now like today sure. in my everyday life um and i'm going to save some money too because if there's i mean crap i've got mint i've got mint uh two types of mint that grow in my yard like a weed mm -hmm. and there are so many things i can use from a, a stomach uh ailment you know mm -hmm. fix stomach problems to sure. a laxative to yep. Yep. all kinds of things um, but, uh, I was, I was shocked to find that when it comes to prepping canned goods, uh, you know, preserved meats and cheeses and things like that are actually not good for hypertension. No. So not. when, when I think about prepping, uh, I might need to know this stuff ahead of time that yeah. since I have this condition, I need to like adjust my prepping style. Uh, so it's a lot of good knowledge. I just wanted to yeah. point that out. Well, you know, you, you know, you have to weigh it out, you know, starving to death versus my yeah. hypertension <laughs> yeah you know what so i mean canned foods are great because they'll last for decades and decades in fact yeah. they just they just found some recently in, in uh, I think the idaho river somewhere out west they found some canned goods from um uh in the 1800s that sunk there and they opened them up and they were fine huh are you kidding uh, me they were that's on, crazy they were, they were underwater for over 100 years and it was cold <laughs> it was cold water for the most part but still they were preserved they were preserved perfectly you know, it's uh, nice. less the can swells and, you know, that's an indication something's wrong with it. And, you know, one other thing with, for the audience out there, expiration dates are complete bullshit on medicine. Oh, it's best used by dates. That's what oh, they're called. Yeah, best used by. Yeah. Worthless. I, I tell well, my on, wife that, that all the time. Lots of food. On medicine, it says expired. You know, just get yeah. rid of it. Oh, yeah. And I pay all the time. I go, oh, try. I've taken things 20 years after they expire. They work fine. Uh, liquids expire in four or five years. But you know, as long as the medication is not exposed to light or water. Yeah, I was reading that. Uh, a cool, dry place, not exposed to light. Right. Um, yeah, don't throw that. out your old meds. Just put them in your in your prepper cabinet. And have them well, and, and real quick, I want to talk about it, just to get a little tinfoil hat on right now. Um, <laughs> you had, had mentioned in your book uh, that they keep track of when you do refills. So yeah. they know if people have either, number one, missed their meds, yeah. And yeah. which is a big thing because if you're talking insurance claims, you know, I died from a stroke and now they can prove I didn't take my medication. Yeah, and I, I get letters all the time, non-compliant. Patients exactly. non not adhering to the regimen you gave them. Yeah. But you had some uh, you had some um, ideas there, particularly in Chapter 36. You had some ideas on how you could stockpile for that eventuality that there is no pharmacy. There is no yeah. pharmacy and you have a condition that you must take medication for until you can rectify it naturally. Uh, but for now, you got to keep taking the medication. So tell us about that a little bit, like how you can stock up on it without people noticing. Well, you know, there, there's the the um, veterinarian route. You can go and get vet meds, you know, same, they're the same as human meds, most of them, <clears throat> you know, um, and find those and get those. Those are readily available. Um, other than that, it's not that easy to do. Um, you know, I, I like pretty much because I 
pretty much accepted the fact that in a grid down situation, <clears throat> no matter how many meds most people have stockpiled, they're not going to eventually going to run out of them. Yeah. You know, or eventually something's going to take them from you. Um, pain meds will be, you know, look, look how many patients are on pain medications out there. There's going to be a bunch of zombies who are strung out, you know, withdrawing, who are going to be going crazy <clears throat> looking for pain meds. They'll That's San Francisco right now. Right, you know. right, right, right. <laughs> most, most major U.S. cities. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so that's why I like in the book, in, in both all my books, I give you, you notice that in each chapter, I'll give you mm -hmm. not one or two ways to treat it, 20 ways to treat it. And so if you go you know, with the presumption being you might not have access to one or two of these, but you right. will find one of them to help you, you know, or different things to do there, you know, there. You know, in a, in a grid down situation, too, you'll have most people will have enough weight loss that their blood pressures will drop anyway. You, you did mention that, by the way. Yeah. I thought that was kind of clever. That's, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, because you, you have to think about what your audience is. That's my bright. But, my but you also mentioned that the stress factor uh, because of uh, a complete right. different lifestyle change. That's going right. to be an additive effect towards yes. that yes. blood yes. pressure and, yes. you know, depression and things. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. But you know, the key thing is to in the book I'll show you how to do it. In the back of that book, you'll see how to create your own medicine chest. So you can get enough of the of the medicines there. You know, if you're if you're hypertensive, stockpile magnesium, stockpile potassium, you know, things like that that you could use to treat your blood pressure. And yeah, you know, and that's that's what I'm looking for. If you're diabetic, stock stockpile berberine. You know, there's there, there's there you, you know, there's different things you can do that it's just as good as metformin. Now, metformin is that is there truth to uh, metformin um, eventually causing actual damage to the kidneys? Uh, yeah, no, it's not that it causes damage to the kidneys. It's when your kidney function is quite poor, you can't use metformin at that point. It's oh. contraindicated if your kidney function you reach stage three, three B, three B actually. There's five stages in kidney decline. Now, part of that part of that, that kidney decline is uh, age-related decline. Everyone's kidneys slow down a little bit with time, but most of it is dehydration on top of it. Right. Most people are chronically dehydrated. They're not hydrating themselves. Right. And I always, okay. right. yeah. and I always use this one criteria to tell them if you're hydrated. Look in the mirror. If your tongue is dry, you're dehydrated. Your tongue has to be shiny and wet. That's how you know. That's a good way to do it because otherwise, people don't have dock eight glasses a day. Doesn't matter how many glasses you drink. It's how much you're absorbing and how much is readily available there. You know, if you have diarrhea all day, you could drink thirty glasses. And you know, but if you're a bad, if you're a bad diabetic, you're urinating all day. Yeah. You know, so eight glasses doesn't matter for that in that case. So that's why you need a way to look at that. And I've told patients over the years, and they love it because then it's 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 simple. Look in the mirror. Okay, I need more. Well, now I'm on diuretics, so I have to keep uh, right hydrating yourself, right? Yeah. So you have to be especially careful about your magnesium and potassium and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. So make sure you're te they're testing them for you. And you got to check a red blood cell magnesium. You want to know what's happening inside the cell. That's where the money is. Yeah. 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 I just have one other question, Jason. If that's okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. It's um, the floor is yours, man. For someone that was on Adderall for a while and was very productive on it. Mm -hmm. that is no longer on Adderall. Is there any natural ways of trying to get your brain to be as focused and as productive as when, when I was on it um, yeah. and I'm not on it now for various reasons, 
Mm-hmm. Um, besides the brain fog and then the strokes and all that, take, taking all that away, I felt that it was very, uh, it was, it was a very positive thing that sure. wasn't wasn't abused because it, no, it was no. supposed to be. I, taken. I, I use a ton of Adderall, although it's getting hard to get now. Right. There's a shortage of Adderall. Is there a natural way? Yeah, to- well, it was, yeah, I alluded to it's actually the same way as the tree and brain fog. Okay. What, when an irritated brain, you know, ADD, the brain is irritated. I and it's that. not able to focus for that reason. It's right. like jumping around and it's not calm. And, you know, and it's it does so because it's lacking omega-3 fatty acids. Okay. One of the best ones you could take is krill oil for that as well. Yes, krill oil. Krill oil crosses the blood-brain barrier, which fish oil doesn't. Fish oil is great for you, don't get me wrong. And your body can go around that. But krill oil is even better. You know, things like krill oil, magnesium, and that methylated B-complex. I would start with those three, Chris. And that's krill? Krill, like- K- K-R-I-L-L. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- that's all really good for you. And okay. that'll help calm your brain down. That with hydration because your yeah. brain shrinks when it's dehydrated and sleep you got to get that sleep yeah so krill oil and i think i may have missed B-comp- one. b-complex b-complex the methylated one in case you are mthfr mutated so you got to get the methylated b-complex krill oil or any fish oil but especially krill oil and uh magnesium okay yeah you know because magnesium is as cheap as ubiquitous. You can buy things like Epsom salt, which is magnesium sulfate. Okay. Uh, great diuretic if you're constipated. It'll relax you. I get patients with orthopedic injuries, Epsom salt baths all the time. They always resist me at first. They go, Doc, Epsom salt, really? I go, shut up and do it. Just try it. <laughs> I go, Listen to me. Trust me on this. You know. And they always come back. Holy shit! I can't believe it. Okay. You know, because Epsom salt. But there's a key. Oh, thing I, I I started that routine after I would spend like a couple weeks in the field. Yeah, and you know, you're sleeping right. like uh, maybe an hour or two hours a night. Um, right. You're you're eating really salty, overprocessed foods. Right. Uh, MREs. You know, that's right. the, you know your two thousand calorie throw it down your throat anyway i'd come back and just be wiped out and i would sit i would take the epsom bath salt go to sleep for a good night shut everything yep. off the next yep. morning it's like you're you're fresh and new you yeah well, there's just a couple things to remember with the epsom salt you, two or three cups of epsom salt in the hottest water you could stand yeah now the tough part is getting your testicles in once you get the twins in, you're okay. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's the limiting factor for most men. You know? well, <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta be careful just with the diabetes, like the feet too. Like if it's too oh, much. it's good for your feet. It's good for your diabetes. It's good for your feet. Oh, it's even the, the even the heat, like the real. Yeah, hot. yeah it won't hurt. Oh, yeah, okay. it's not okay. great. You only you have to stay in a half hour. That's how long it takes for the transdermal means cross the skin. That's all okay. it takes to cross the skin. Right in, okay. into your blood, and but it's Epsom salt, so it relax everything. It's magnesium sulfate works great, and so what happens is it relaxes them so much that as you go to exit the bathtub, you'll be like Gumby. Your legs will be rubbery, you know, but you'll sleep like a baby. You mm-hmm. know, now if you're constipated, you'll have a great bowel movement, and it relax. It soothes all your nerves, all your muscles, everything works great. If you have an orthopedic injury, like I said, sprained muscle in your back or something, yeah. you know, pulled muscle in your shoulder, God, it feels great to go into Epsom salt. You know, you can make a in the books I talk about making a poultice with it as well as different things you can do. Magnesium wow. oils, another way you can take it. But Epsom salt is cheap and ubiquitous. You can find it everywhere, and mm-hmm. and you can I would stockpile. It comes that in a massive. Motivated. 
a yeah. massive amount right. as well. Yeah. Right. Has multiple uses. You know, it's great. And what was the omega thing I missed? Krill, krill oil? Oh, no, I wrote the krill oil. Is that what the same thing? The omega yeah, yeah, it's, all, yeah, it's oh. omega-3. So yeah, fish oil and krill oil are different kinds of omega-3s. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's what I'm taking now. I'm taking the, the fish oil. I'm taking the ginkgo biloba, which you got to be careful if you overdo it on the ginkgo biloba. What I read was uh, if you're on blood thinners currently, which yeah. I was yeah. taking a baby aspirin, mm-hmm. um, I stopped. I stopped doing that because the ginkgo uh, ginkgo biloba will thin the blood if you overdo yeah, it. Yeah. So I don't feel I need the baby aspirin anymore. Um, or, or you can and, take one of those fibrinolytic enzymes if you're worried. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, and and I'm going to look into some other things to take as yeah. well. But there's uh, a there's a Substack article on that in there if you're looking for it. Yeah, and and the Substack if, uh, for folks. Uh, I know some people are listening. Some people are watching. Um, the Substack is on the bottom. It's uh, just look at Medical Underground, all one word, at Medical Underground, and there's a ton no, of just, great just medical, just medical Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to put the little at in front. Yeah, of yeah. If you put yeah. in, if you search bar, but yeah, if you yeah. put at, at Medical Underground, when, once you're in Substack, you won't find it. You yeah, you're you're yeah. you're pretty easy to find though. Actually, if you just do yeah. Medical Underground, one word, right. it actually pulls yeah. you up pretty right. quick. Right. And let me throw this on. I'm going to get us off here because I know we've kept you longer than uh than i promised but uh if you go to the knights of the storm.com this is the best place to go if you want to find these books um i don't make any money on it it's just a, a link it's a link to go get them but there's your book infected uh there's doomsday book of medicine which i highly recommend that's usable today you don't have to wait for the end of the world uh to use it today and then the Bible of Alternative Medicine, which you said is kind of like the the lighter yeah, don't, version. Yeah, don't don't buy both of them. They're very similar. Infected yeah. teaches you how to treat every every infection you could possibly have from head to toe without pharmaceuticals. Wow. So it's you know, and, and I give you multiple ways to do it. Um, that's wow. when, that's sold. And you have Kindle versions 2000. as well. Yeah, it's Kindle that's, versions of all three yeah. of them. Although, like I said, if you're doing a prepping thing, do not do the Kindle version. You no, know. you want a hard copy. But yeah, one, just, whatever goes down, you're going to need the hard right. copy. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. one thing I'd like to add is that I just wrote about a month ago on Substack an article on radiation, on what to do for radiation exposure. I would suggest all your readers print it out and have a hard copy of that. Okay. You know, I talk about activated charcoal and different things that are very useful in radiation and what to do because things are kind of crazy now. I think the opening shots for World War Three have already started. Yeah. It's just a, just a matter of the power is lining up. Everything seems to be lining up for that. And so um, in that case, I think it can't hurt to have that downloaded and have that. But you don't want an electronic version because then yeah. if it hits the fan. You're not going to be able to access it. So print it yeah. out. It's well worth it. You know? I, I mean, I, there, there are solutions for that. I've actually got a plan. I, I have a, an old phone that mm-hmm. um, and I have an extra battery for it and I have a solar charger. I still need to get the Faraday pouch to keep it in no but, no uh, can you use garbage cans metal metal garbage cans yeah yeah that's what that's people what I, I use i use steel garbage yep. cans i line them with cardboard um and you know because you can't have touch against the steel and that's and you seal the inside of it it works great and, like, and what i'm doing with that is uh, just because of the sheer size of uh, memory i can get on a little bitty chip um, yep. that i can do gardening tips and you know how to uh, do mulch and you know, not mulch. What do you call it? Uh, compost. When compost. There you go. Yeah. The compost and you know things that we should know that we yes. just don't yes. take the time to know. So throw that. I can't learn it all today. Yeah. 
Boy, well, man, we talked, we talked about seed savers last time too to get heirloom yes. seeds. Yep. Have you gone there to check it out? I did. And yeah. I've actually shared that a couple times. It's pretty impressive uh, place, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I, I, th I think it would be amazing to grow something that might not be growing in the world right now. Right, right. You know, something that yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much gone extinct, but I could yeah. still grow it. Right. That's, That's great. Cool. But um, anyway, I, I guess yeah. I'll, I'll go. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I thought you had a question. Oh no 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 I yeah uh, no I was just asking Jason if it, um he, he had a project uh to back up a whole bunch of uh PDFs of uh, information is that what you were yes. referring to okay no. exactly so uh what I was talking about was you go on and one of the places I like to go and I tried to get Daisy on but Daisy she's all over the the world traveling but she is the one who started uh, theorganicprepper.com and uh, I've been in touch with her uh her media person or whatever, but we just haven't been able to get an interview, but she has a lot of great articles, not just on, on prepping, like some kind of weirdo with a camouflage net over his RV or whatever, but just gardening, you know, how to grow mm -hmm. tomatoes indoors and, you know, useful stuff. So I've been collecting these articles that I would find useful in mm -hmm. a, you know, excrement hits the fan situation. Right. And uh, I just save them as a PDF. You know, I print them to a word document or a PDF, something small, Yep. Um, throw them into a folder. I try to organize them in a way that I can find what I need. And then you put them on one of those little TF cards, you know, yep. and then with a phone and a solar charger yep. and, a, and a good battery, I mean, you have yourself a library that's portable. Yeah. You know, solar, generator, solar generators are key too, if you can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. Solar generators are fabulous to have, you know, just a couple of because you don't have forever. You'll have electricity for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, what I've I've neglected to do this tonight, I want to say hi to the people in chat. Um, so let me start here. We got way cool Snoopy. That is MJ Nichols. He's a trucker. He came on with me and did a great episode on the, you know, what fuel costs is going to do to the supply chain and how it's going to really hurt us all. Uh, we're going to have to do a follow up on that. Uh, MJ, Hal Watson's in there. I know Hal Watson from D Live days. Uh, we got Narrowgate Narrowway Ministries. Narrowway in our gate ministries. That's Levi Northern Cardinal. I don't know. I think that might be a relative of mine. Karen Carpenter's in there. And thank you for answering her question, doc. I appreciate well, that. Are there any other questions from there? From um, the yeah. Course? Okay. If you got a question, throw it in, uh, type it all caps and throw it in. I'm going to go through the, the list right now. Um, Audi from modern retro radio. He has a radio station, which I, I should have played his commercial, but I didn't. Uh, e pigeon. That's doc. That's our doc that we know. Uh, handy, he's a handy is a EMT from the Georgia area that's been keeping us informed on. Yes, it might be what do you call it? Uh, circumstantial evidence on the vaccine stuff, but he's been keeping us informed on what's happening on the ground. Uh, Risha M's in the chat. Oh my god, we got so many people. I see an angry tiger in there. What's up, angry? Great interview last night with Charlie Robinson. That was an amazing interview. Uh, who else do we got? Are you seeing it, uh, Chris? You get the chat up? Uh, no, I uh, no. I got that yeah a while ago. Well, hey, I know hey, I missed some folks. Hey, Doc, uh, this is going to sound I, I kind of um, research conspiracies and things like that, for lack of a better term. But have you come across when it comes to the the medical codes that you have to put in the computer? Have you come across um, one for guillotines? That's actually on the on the books. No, 
because Handy uh, that he just referred to uh, brought my attention to that. There's actually codes in. Uh, oh, I wish Handy was on right now, but there's like codes you got to that the nurse or the doctor has to type in. Yeah, yeah. All all diagnoses yeah. get a code. Yeah, you know, there's a, one like for a five number code that they. There's all like get. one for guillotine in there. I, I don't know. You know, to tell you the truth, I just. I write the diagnosis, and I have girls that do the coding. Oh, okay. I own. I, I couldn't name the code to even one disease. Well, <laughs> I, I never look at them. You know, I got right, a million. Yeah. I got enough things to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just thought wow. it was so weird. But I want to thank, thank Tony Tony Devito. He he brought in some WD forty. He said my chair was squeaking too much. So oh, did he? A, did a he? shout out to Tony. Thanks, Tony. I All right, Tony. I'll be on with tonight. him. I think aren't we doing a show with him this Saturday? Uh, doing an event horizon. That's that's Raul, by the way, Raul. Oh, I think it's going to be Sunday now, right? I believe. Uh, uh, or maybe Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I, I had to be changed, that. yeah. Yeah, because um, I left it on my desk, the WD-40. It said Raul on it. I said, that's funny. Is Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we did have a couple questions, Doc, if you got time. I got time. And sure. and I want to say hi to Rhonda, Rhonda Tate. She's one of our, our uh, been with us from the beginning with this stuff. Uh, Rhonda is awesome. She She asked about microwave syndrome. And then uh, Levi from Narrowway Narrowgate Ministries uh, asked what, just a real general question, what are fermented foods? Like what, and, and I actually had that question as well. Like are pickles, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 pickles, um, sauerkraut, kimchi from um, kimchi, yep. Korea. Um, I'm trying to think, there's a whole, you know, every culture has, has them. We don't, unfortunately, you know? Um um, the one of the best ones you could have is um, apple cider vinegar. Yes, you can get that. That's really good for you. You know, it's got the mother in it. They call it, and you can even take that in capsules, and that's good for you. Uh -huh. if you don't so, like if I put the the salad dressing on the the salt and vinegar, would that be kind of the same, or no. does it need uh, to be like? Well, vinegar, vinegar is is good, but yeah, the apple cider vinegar has its mother. They call it mother, and in, in, in that, and that creates a lot of pro back. You know, uh, optimal bacteria to give you probiotic bacteria that your body okay. can use to digest things. So it helps your digestive tract and it helps alkalinize you a little bit. And it works great. And it's good stuff. It helps. I, I a lot of people with kidney stones. I put on it. It helps prevent kidney stones as well. Wow. But but there's good stuff out there. Fermented foods are good. Uh, yogurts, things like that. You know, anything made with bacteria. You know, that's uh, that's good for you. Uh, as long as it's preserved in there, um, you know, I use, there's different brands of probiotics that I use as well. I use, I like VSL number three. It's the strongest one on the market. Um, that's got 500 billion per two capsules and it's got a good mix. You want to mix with seven or eight of them. In one of the articles on Substack, I talk about um, probiotic bacteria, you know, that help you. Um, there's one called lactobacillus rutegens that, actually colonizes your stomach as opposed to your colon and it prevents h pylori and uh -huh. it, re it releases biocidins that drop to your lower intestine and prevent bacterial overgrowth by bad bacteria so all this stuff is really good for you you know uh fermented vegetables any fermented vegetables you know pickles different things that you ferment pickle beets yeah. we used pickle to have beets. pickle beets as a kid yep fabulous for you all yep. that stuff is good you know makes your pee red there you go <laughs> I've actually got a couple more questions here, Doc. So we had the one about uh, microwave syndrome. I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure what uh, that is either. Infrared sauna. Yeah, infrared sauna. 
You know, okay, there's two types of songs. There's infrared and there's the regular basic songs, you know, the uh, heat ones. That, the infrared are good for you, too. They're both good for you. Songs are good for you because it helps get rid of a lot of toxins. It helps deplete your body of them. That sweating is excellent for you. And it, and it helps purge them of it. Infrared's fine. The only problem is, you know, if, you, if you're a young couple, be careful because your testicles are outside of your body to keep them cool. Yeah. If you want to have children, your fertility will drop if you go in saunas and, and really hot baths and stuff because it'll heat up your testes too much and kill the sperm, make it inactive. And so you have to be a little bit careful with that if you, you know, you try and get your wife pregnant. Um, in, in those cases, you got to be careful for that. Yeah. Well, that's why I said that's why your testicles are outside your body. If you have undescended testicles where they stay inside your body, they don't descend, you're, you're infertile. Now that depends on if I just got the pool or not. That's right. That's right. That's, that's, that's shrinkage. That's a whole different topic. <laughs> hey, another question here. And, and this one, I actually find this interesting. Um, someone asked about the role of parasites. I, I know we have uh, like our body is basically you talk about the gut biome and stuff like that. We're, we're a symbiotic creature. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess uh, what are the role that parasites play? Well, um, you know, how important is that? Yeah, parasites are have been plaguing mankind forever, and they even go, they can do studies of old bodies that they find and stuff, and they can tell they have parasitic infections. And a lot of people have them and don't realize they have them. They're going around. What you have to do is you have to check your stool for what's called ova and parasites. Ova means eggs, and and they you check for that and see if it's in there. But one of the fascinating things was I wrote one on it two weeks ago was dewormers, dewormers that you know for your dogs and stuff. They actually, in similar ivermectin kind of things, but fenfentazole, um, uh, uh, fenbendazole, um, excuse me, that is amazingly good for cancer. They realize now that it's in a very effective cancer treatment because what happens is it, it prevents inside the cells, these things called um, uh, microtubules, that, that everything in the cell movements are directed by that. They disrupt that and they prevent the cells from replicating and it stops the cancers from replicating. And it's a really cheap, effective way to treat cancer. And I have, I have several different, I wrote one on pomegranate and different things. There's different Substack articles I write on cancer quite frequently. Uh, and then stuff is effective and works good. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Just a note for the listeners out there if you go check his Substack out, um, the doc has a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff on cancers. And I, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of that come up here in the future. Um, right. So, yeah, because chemotherapy is just poisoning you. It's a race yeah. against killing the, since the, the um, cancer has a higher uh, reproductive rate than the other cells, it takes up nutrients faster. That's why you lose weight when you have cancer real bad. It's just sucking up all the nutrients in your body. And so the idea with chemotherapy is to, put a poison in there, they'll take them up faster than your other cells and yeah. kill that off. But it's a race against time, against poisoning you, the rest of your body. That's why you lose, you get sores in your mouth and your hair falls out because those cells in your skin, because they replicate fast also. Well, you're killing the healthy cells and the bad cells at the same time, right? That's the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea is to kill more of the bad cells, you know, and like I said, yeah. but it's, and, it's, it's uh, barbaric. I mean, if you think right. about it. Right. And I think because, um, you know, going back to this this uh, jab that they gave everybody in day one, I said, you know, your body's going to be creating something that's causing a reaction. And 
it's not going to stop. There's no way it's going to stop. Your body's going to wear itself out. And I, I personally believe that your body has, has fought off cancers. Oh, you know, well, they, they, they nips them in the several blood. thousand times a day. Right. Dead, and so yeah. when you weaken that defense, because now you're actively keeping it engaged in a battle over here, yep. um, those cancers are going to run wild. Right. That, that was my opinion. And I'm not a doctor or anything like that. It was just common sense, you know, from high school education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So I think we're going to see more of it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're seeing a huge spike in it. I just read an article today out of New Zealand. New Zealand was ninety-four uh, percent of the population was fully vaxxed. They were animals on making them do it. They have a three thousand percent spike in cancer. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not cancer. Unexplained death. Alive, it is cancer. Alive, it's heart stuff. Oh, we did three thousand percent. That's it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, we did a show on that recently, Doc, uh, yeah. where we showed the excess mortality. Yeah, forty percent. Um, yeah, the the and Handy, he's our EMT that comes on the show, and he has his own Substack as well. Um, he's been a very active voice in the community. Uh, we looked at excess death, and of course, you know, on its surface, you think that oh, it's because of COVID, right? right. Well, the same database listed what they claim is COVID deaths, uh, which could be anything from a clinical diagnosis to a guess. You know, a, a genie in a bottle kind of. Well, well, the problem bottle. was if you were diagnosed with COVID and and you go outside and you get hit by a truck, yes. yeah, yeah, as a COVID death, right? Uh, but yeah, there were a lot of motorcycle accidents that were labeled COVID deaths, right? Right. But still, and I probably could pull it up on screen if I wanted to take a second to do it. I, it it's hand uh, readily available. But um, what we did was we did the math, the real simple math that the database didn't have which was how many of those deaths are not attributed to COVID. And it was amazing. Uh, they can't account for all these deaths. Right. So what changed? You know, right. what changed in the last year and a half, two years? The amazing part is that the insurance companies who first rang the, you know, they have their actuarials who figure out, they know mm-hmm. statistically the, the month you're going to die, you know, and they're, they're blown away by this because A, it's costing them a fortune. Yeah. Uh, you know, paying off these policies. But B, uh, the thing that blew my mind was they come on, they say all of this, and then they, they scratch their heads and go, God, we don't know what's causing it. I'm thinking, <laughs> God, when did it happen? <laughs> you know, it happened in 21, when everything started, everyone started getting it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so unbelievable that they would do that. Yeah, and, and our friend Handy, he actually has a friend that works in the uh, insurance industry, and uh, he won't go on the record, of course, because he doesn't want to lose his job. Yeah, right. But um, he's saying that if people are, you know, vaxxed and, uh, and boosted, that they can now no longer get the preferred rates. Oh, really? That's so, yeah. So this is unofficial. We can't get yeah. someone to come on the record, but it's um, it's officially unofficial. You know, hey, Doug, Doug, um, let me ask you this uh, while I, I my brain can think of it right now. What was your takes on, and this might be going down the rabbit hole a bit, but that's kind of something I, I specialize in, is going down <laughs> the weird, the weird of the weird. Like um, a good friend of mine, he's an author named Donald Jeffries. He just put out a book called Masking the Truth, and it was uh, made up of a lot of research that me and other people have been sending him since uh, the lockdowns of March 2020 from all over the world. What was your personal take? On the, the dancing, the dancing nurses and the TikTok videos. 
Um, that whole phenomenon, right? I, I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about dancing. No, right? the the nurse. It was almost like these very elaborate uh, dance numbers from nurses. They kept showing on TV and everything. And some I'm, not, I'm, not on tic, I'm not on TikTok, so I never. I'm oh, I'm not either. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So they were on the. Yeah. They showed them on the evening news all over the the country and everything. It just seemed like um, during during COVID during lockdown. During the, yeah, when these hospitals oh. were supposedly over overwhelmed and overrun, they had these elaborate dance numbers. It was kind of kind of an odd thing to in the middle of a, a pandemic. Yeah. I just was wondering if you had a take, but you don't even know what I'm talking about. So no, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never you're saw better dancing. off. They, they weren't dancing at my hospital, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. So um, that that was yeah. They they were kind of like trying to shine the light on uh, the first responders, yeah, okay. um, and so they had these really elaborate with drone footage. You know where the where the helo lands on the top of the hospital. Oh, They'd be okay. up there dancing. Where it's like they should be tending to the patients, and yet they right and elaborate the, dance numbers. Yeah. And, yeah, the most narrative. Nurse, most was, nurses I know are pretty overworked. They don't have time at this. <laughs> right, <laughs> choreography and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. They're understaffed yeah. and overworked. You know? Right, right. That's what I thought. You know, and yeah. then I saw yeah. all this other stuff. All right, okay. They, they were trying to drum up support. You know, drum up support. That's what they the said. Yeah. But it was very odd during. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and those numbers were. In, go ahead. Spike, spike in medical personnel dying, because they were almost everyone yes. was vaccinated. And there's yep. a huge spike in doctors dropping dead of unexplained, of course, unexplained things, and right. nurses as well. Unfortunately, you know, it takes a long time to retrain a doctor to fill his shoes. You know, sudden. And what was it? Sudden. It was almost like SIDS uh, too. All of a sudden, now it's sudden. yeah, the adult. Yeah, SADS. Yeah. Sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah. And it's but like it's, I wonder. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah. But once again, wow. they unbelievably say. How, who knows what's causing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. like this came completely out of the blue. I'm looking at, it, thinking, am I the last guy on the planet paying attention here? <laughs> you know, what, yeah, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So like, come on, it's like a time. Well, that was my whole, that was my whole argument initially when the virus came out. They, yeah. you know, I, I, they were saying each, each uh, variant is going to be more deadly. It's going to wipe out mankind. I said bullshit. There's never been a never never been a virus in history. I study virology. I'm a nerd. I like virology, and. Uh, there's never been a virus in history that's done that because viruses want market share. They don't want to kill you right away. Right. When we MERS talked about came that out, last time. Yeah, yep. did I talk about it last time? Yeah. Yep. And yep. So absolutely. It, it doesn't want to wipe you out. The virus always mutates to uh, less lethal, more contagious. That's exactly what we have now. Right. You know, the newest ones are nothing. COVID now, people have a head cold. They and then they said that. Have it. Then they said the flu, uh, for the first time in history, just took a vacation for a year too. It died. There was no flu. It was the freakiest thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here we go, Doc. I pulled this up while you guys were talking, and uh, this is what we were talking about: excess deaths, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this, I forget the name of the database. It's relatively new. I think it's populated from 2015, but there's no real data in it until about 2019. Um, so it's something relatively new. So this uh this, so this light goes, blue this line, goes right to left. It doesn't go left to right. No, it goes left. These are weak numbers. So these are weak numbers for this year, 2023. Um okay. so what this top number is, this is uh excess deaths in general. This is just okay. more than what you inspect, and this is a five-year average. So mm -hmm. Handy did the research on it and found out it's not a 10-year, it's a five-year average. Okay. So it's a kind of a rolling five years. Uh, so, and so those numbers are going to be skewed in five years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. 
but anyway, so this is the excess deaths. And uh, and then the gray line here is what they say is a COVID death. And you can see it's on the decline to almost down to nil. Right. Right. So what we did was we just did the simple math and I had Excel plotted out for me to show, okay, what are the excess deaths that we cannot, well, we can absolutely say it's not COVID. Right. And they don't account for those, but you can see the excess deaths are pretty much not COVID. Well, so you, know, what, you, know, you know what VAERS is, right? Yes. Um, yeah. The vaccine adverse event reporting mm -hmm. system <clears throat> that has an unbelievable, there's more deaths in, Disease, and that's the government's data, and that's the tip of the iceberg. Because I never report anything to various. I don't know anyone that does. You know, it's very infrequently is it reported. That has unbelievable. There's more vaccine-related injuries and deaths from the COVID vaccine than all other vaccines in history combined. And you know, and even when they figure out for the, the amount of people that got them, the numbers are still astronomical. Yet they still completely ignore it, and they still push the vaccines. And the, yeah. And unbelievably, the bastards still pushing out, pushing on children now from yeah. six months old. Well, they have to, Doc, because if yeah. they can get it on the children's schedule, then they are immune. It's yeah. got to be on the children. It's on, That's it's, on it. it's on it now. Yeah. And, and yeah. you'll notice that that uh, what was the I think 15 or something like that. There was a magic number they set um, that got them one year into what was considered the child's. They got them. They got them in the womb as well. well pregnant ladies, true. like what? No, it's, oh, it's crazy. I mean, but I just are... wanted to, uh, real quick before I pull this down, um, projected this year, we're looking at a quarter million, one quarter million Americans uh, will be dead from something that we extra, extra yeah. dead. And that's that not that's not, not counting morbidity. Uh, you know, not just mortality. Morbidity is disease. You yeah. know, mortality is death. Morbidity and mortality. Morbidity is huge. There's, in fact, you know, one way you could tell the number of patients of, of workers calling in sick. Sick patients, sick workers have skyrocketed. It's really stressing out the system because already you've got people who never went back to work. So it's hard to get people even work to fill positions. And now you have people in the positions who are sicker than they ever were. And, and calling in sick or getting cancers and leaving and dying and all kinds of problems. It's really impacting the workforce in a huge way. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to take a look and I mean, perhaps I'll do that this weekend. Um, I want to look into the uh, auto auto death or accidents, mm -hmm. uh, single car, because as a motorcycle rider, I'm very cautious about people around me that they don't pay attention on their phones and stuff. But um you know, you, you talked about going out and getting hit by a bus or crashing a motorcycle or whatever, yep. and that's considered a COVID death, right? right. Um, but what I'm seeing is people are just passing out at the wheel. And I watch yep. this as a motorcycle rider because, you know, what if somebody uh, succumbs to whatever condition because of the vaccine and they swerve over into oncoming traffic and now I'm taken out on my right. bike? Uh, so I'd right. like to see the numbers yeah. on that, you know. airline pilot. Well, yeah, and that was wow. that's what keyed me to it we we talked right. about the the airline pilot not just pilots but stewardesses and the um you know the whole industry is, is experiencing a shortage and uh we saw massive delays uh, whatever the last holiday was they had massive delays people couldn't get flights they were stuck the perfect um, storm is coming for that because the faa yeah. lowered their criteria they said mm -hmm. it, it, on pre pre-flight physicals that pilots have to have once a year, mm -hmm. you know, annual physicals. They do EKGs are mandatory on them and stuff. And if there's yes. any EKG changes, they're not allowed to fly. There were so many of them who were vaccinated that had EKG changes that they got rid of that and watered it down big time. It has to be something major, like VTAC or 
you know, um, something like that nature to, to cause it, and that they'll take you out of flying. Then you have the other added problem with air traffic controllers. They're forcing their ridiculous quotas of women and minorities instead of getting people on merit. Oh, the there. DEI. And yeah, they're doing the same thing with pilots. They're yeah. doing the same thing with pilots. They're forcing people in who, you know, are really young and inexperienced or, you know, and they're, that that between the air traffic controllers and the pilots, you're going to have some major crashes and it's going to come to light. Yeah. It's only yeah. a matter of time. You know, many of pilots died in school bus drivers. Kids are grabbing the bus wheels and pulling the bus over themselves because the uh, yes. died at the I wheel. About that. Yep. Yeah. It's been and we're, we're seeing it in the military as well. The military, um, they're letting anybody and everybody in now because uh, either people aren't fit right. and they're getting out or they got pushed out because they didn't want to get the jab. Right. Uh, and then you have people who don't want to join. And so we have the, maybe the same problem in the airline industry where they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to be put in a position where I'm going to lose my job if I don't want to take a shot. Yeah. Well, uh, 80, so they say 80 percent of the recent recruits were disqualified for either yeah. drugs, mental health or yeah. physical obesity and stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to get us out of here, gentlemen, because uh, we could go on all night. And uh, I, I definitely let's do one round the table. I'll let Chris go first. Chris, uh, what else do you got? Tell us where they can find you, because I know you do your own podcast. So, yeah, you could just find me on Twitter at C Graves Mass Guy. And I just uh, I've been working my behind off uh, setting up that Rumble page, uh, digging Chris Graves. Um, I have. Um, I have a link tree on my uh, right on my Twitter. There's also a Liberty links that I have nothing to do with. So if you see that with my name, like please discard it because that's going to direct you to nothing that I have anything to do with. So I, I appreciate that. And I just put out a new sub stack today. So uh, it's been an honor. It's been an honor to be on with both of you gentlemen. So oh, thanks for having me. What's your sub stack? What's it called? Oh, it's just Chris Graves. Uh, oh. Yeah. Simple enough. Yeah, right, right. To the point. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll uh, Chris. I'll make sure we throw those links oh, on our website. You. Yeah, thank so you. We'll we'll get that up on our website. All right, Doc. What you got? Well, you know, to go to Substack Medical Underground at Substack.com, and uh, you'll find my articles every week. Um, hopefully, you'll become a paid subscriber. But if not, sign up anyway, and I'll send you tons of stuff. I give treatments too. I don't just give the you know, what causes it, what the problem is. I'll give you various ways to treat it, which most people are reluctant to do. But, um, you know, in this environment, it's difficult. But I think you'll find it very interesting. And my books are always Infected Secrets from the Mental Underground, The Bible of Alternative Medicine, and The Doomsday Book of Medicine. Yes, and you can find those, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to Knights of the Storm and hit the, the read section. You'll see that... Uh, I list no particular order on them. I just list them as I, you know, have people on and stuff. Uh, so it's the bottom three right now because he's the last person that's published that has been on. And then also the Substack. There's a link down here as well. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So um, hey, I want to thank you again, Doc. You are such a phenomenal guest. No, well, thank um, you. I will get you another can of WD forty. <laughs> was I squeaking again? Was it? Was it? Uh, no, there, I'll, I'll never hear the joke. end of it from Tony if I do. <laughs> it's a running. No, that's a running joke. Uh, with we have a, a, a mutual friend named Don Jeffries. Uh, I mentioned he's an author too, and uh, his chair used to 
do the same thing and we used to say it's don's chair again yeah <laughs> good times All right, well, well anyway let me now. get let me go ahead and i just want to thank everyone uh, again in the uh the chat if i missed you I, I think i said hi to Rhonda and uh hal i think i said hi too and i know i missed one or two tom cooper i missed you earlier thank you tom for joining us um and uh yeah i think i got everybody so anyway uh, i guess that does it for tonight remember to hold your ground watch the enemy improve the foxhole and always look out for one another until next time have a great night you've been watching the foxhole with jason barker